Who has a dog? Sorry. Was that yours? Was that Charlotte? <laughs> no, it was Charlotte. <laughs> if I didn't let her in the room, she would be scratching at the door. So that's, that's okay. kind of where we are. Today on Who Cares About Men's Health, we're going to learn more about a new male contraceptive. It's a gel. It's in clinical trial, but you're going to learn more about the contraceptive. You'll also learn how you could participate in the clinical trial if you wanted to. Uh, this is Who Cares About Men's Health. My name is Scott Singpill. I bring the BS, bringing the MD to the table is Dr. Troy Madsen. Hey, Scott. And our guest today is Dr. David Turok. He's an OBGYN and also a family practice physician, and he is interested in family planning. And he is, uh, are you running this clinical trial or uh, like, how are you involved exactly? Yeah, uh, I am the site lead for Utah site and there's uh, 10 other sites. All right. So uh, Dr. Turok, tell me, um, tell me about this male contraceptive gel that you're running the clinical trials on. What do we need to know? So this is an awesome opportunity and uh, for our team and for men in, in Utah to make a real contribution to increasing the range of contraceptive methods that are available for people. So this is the first study that's been available for people in Utah for a male hormonal method. And this study is looking at a gel um, that will be applied daily on the shoulders uh, literally, uh, this study rests on the shoulders of, of men, <laughs> of, of male participants. And what's in the gel? What's, what's going on here? Yeah. So it's a combination of a, a progestin or progestogen called nesterone and testosterone. And the way this stuff works is very similar to the way the birth control pill or the patch or the ring work uh, in female contraception. And basically, the, this outside uh, hormone tricks your brain into not producing the, the sex hormones. And that prevents, uh, in women, it prevents ovulation. And in men, it, pre it prevents sperm production. It also prevents testosterone production. And that's why the gel also has some testosterone as add back. Interesting. So it's going to actually maybe drop your body's production of testosterone, but not necessarily affect your body's level of testosterone. Correct. That's that's the goal. Yeah. Okay. Expl explain yeah. that. I'm not buying into this quite yet. I mean, okay. what did you just say, Troy? <laughs> so I'll let David explain it. I'm uh, guessing because <laughs> I mean, I would think a lot, you know a lot of men would be like, oh, I don't know about putting something on that's going to decrease my body's level of testosterone. That doesn't sound like a great idea. Right. Um, you know, and for decades, we've been willing uh, to have, you know, millions and millions of women across the globe use methods that interfere with their normal hormonal cycle, um, you know, in, in ways that are safe and effective. Um, and this is similar to that. So there's what the bottom line on this is there's messaging from the brain at kind of two levels in the brain um, for gonadotropin releasing hormone and then for FSH and LH in the pituitary. And those sex hormones trigger uh, the production. There's kind of two groups of cells in the uh, testes that are affected by those. And these getting these hormones uh, from the outside as application of the gel will produce essentially deactivates one group of cells that make 
sperm and the other group of cells that make testosterone, among other things. And at that point, um, in order to avoid side effects that people would not like, the testosterone in the gel essentially adds back what you need. So, um, you know, obviously I'm the one without the MD, so uh, you're going to have to explain this to me a couple of times. But um, we've done previous shows where we've talked about, you know, uh, men who take testosterone Uh and it can cause side effects like testicle shrinkage and other sorts of things. What is preventing this from causing those types of um, side effects of taking artificial testosterone? First of all, it's uh, dosing. And and there likely will be some uh, decrease in the size of the testicles, not as much as people who are using high levels of, for example, of injectable uh, testosterone. And the other side effects are there's some minor cholesterol changes uh, with decreases in HDL. There's maybe a slight bump that can happen with hematocrit the amount of red blood cells that you have circulating in your body and the progestin, the progestogen, the nestrone can also cause a slight increase in weight. So, you know, nothing is, uh, there are very few things that are side effect free. Um, but the vast majority of people who have used this combination and others like it have had very few side effects. So, um, in, you know, the last large study of a combination of an injectable uh, progestin and um, testosterone combination, you know, there were fewer than 10% of people who quit the trial because of of side effects. And, you know, if you compare that to, uh, you know, studies of oral contraceptive pills um, in females, uh, that's actually quite favorable. So I think we're seeing something that's, you know, on headed in the right direction. Um, and, and again, we can only get the answers for newer and better methods if people are willing to participate in trials like this. And this is not just, you know, hey, here's something you can try it and tell us how you like it. You know, this is a, a rigorously designed study that's going to have up to 400 couples in it. Everyone's going to get the same evaluation. It's going to be extremely thorough looking at uh, those outcomes that we talked about, pregnancy and side effects, as well as, uh, you know, um, blood tests with chemistry and, and looking at people's blood levels of the drugs, of the hormones, of um, of their red, red blood cell counts. Um, and, you know, we're going to have enough people to really evaluate this to see if this is truly safe and effective. And the, and the early signals are um, from this study and, and others like it, that it they are very favorable. That's great. And and uh, for anyone who's listening who who wants to participate, um, you know, what kind of what kind of benefits? Obviously, a huge benefit is just contributing to science, which uh, I'm sure you and I would agree is a great benefit. I don't know if Scott would agree, but uh yeah, how uh, much am I going to get paid? <laughs> just kinda, it's kinda, that's kind of what we're getting at. Is there any financial? Scott's like, what's the where's where's the money? Show me yeah. the money. Is, is yeah. there a financial incentive to participating or, or any other benefits? This is not a uh, casual study. This the the demands of participants are significant, and um, and people are compensated for their time and effort and. Um, 
I think in a, a reasonable and generous way, but the combination um, reimbursement, if you go through the full trial for a couple is over $3,000. Is, is another prerequisite for the couples you're looking for, couples that are open to, if it doesn't work, that they were planning on having children anyway? Because you're using a, a trial for a birth control method that you're not exactly sure of the efficacy yet. Right. They could end up becoming pregnant, right? Absolutely. That is an absolute risk. And people who are entering the study need to be willing to accept that. You know, this is something where there's going to be very close... Uh, observation. So we're going to be checking people's sperm counts regularly throughout, you know, every month throughout the study. And, um, you know, in normal use, something like that wouldn't happen. But this is something where if there ever was a problem or somebody had initially had a low sperm count and then it came back up, you know, we would be able to identify that and, um, you know, ideally intervene before, uh, there was a risk of pregnancy. This is, um, you know, and, and again, that coupled with the inherent relatively low risk of, of pregnancy makes this a safe and reasonable thing. Is there a minimum amount of uh, sexual uh, intimacy? <laughs> is, there, is there a minimum amount of sex that you have to have while you're in this study? <laughs> yeah. That- <laughs> Is this an additional incentive? Is that try, what you're trying to get at, Scott? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> like, well, we got to yeah. have sex at least three times a week. So The right. study says so. The study says. This is for science. Yeah, that is uh, for couples to determine. But the minimum, the the only requirement, is, and, and this is true for all uh, contraceptive efficacy studies, not, not particular to this, um, but couples have to have at least one episode of intercourse where they were relying only on this method each month for that month to count in the efficacy data. So that's true whether this, you know, we're studying an IUD or a pill or a new injection or the ring, uh, you know, anything. And so hearing this, you know, maybe someone's listening and thinking, well, I, I don't know that I want to be part of a study. I don't know that I would qualify. I don't know that I have the time to, to do this, but maybe they're thinking this sounds really cool. What, what do you think, like longer, bigger picture, if this next phase is successful before this actually becomes a, you know, a realis- realistic option for men to use? Would you say realistically like five years out before you think this would potentially be available by prescription? Five years would be grease lightning. So that would be a, a very, a very optimistic scenario. Yeah, I I go in 2007, I uh, wrote this paper that was a summary. It was called um, The Quest for Better Contraception, Future Methods. And I was a young contraceptive researcher at the time and really wanted to do kind of like a landscape analysis of all the methods that were out there. And there was a section in that paper on male hormonal methods, 2007. And, mm-hmm. you know, at the time, uh, for that and, and several other things we were like, yes, we're five, maybe 10 years away. Uh, and we're still five or 10 years away, but we've made significant progress. And, and, you know, all of these things, they take time because we, the FDA wants to assure um, that these are truly safe and they're not going to be um, the harms associated with newly approved medications. 
this certainly seems like it's on track and has great potential um, to deliver a safe and effective method over time um, that will be reversible. And that's another aspect of the study, looking at what happens when you stop it. Um, you know, do a sperm, how long does it take for sperm counts to come back? Um, and that hasn't been a, uh, an issue in any of the prior hormonal, uh, the male hormonal contraceptive studies. Um, nearly all the participants have had a uh, return to f- normal fertility. So, so it's a ways out. So if there's a guy now who's 20, Maybe by the time he's 30, he could look at using this. Well, <laughs> sounds more like if there's a guy that's 20, maybe his son will be able to use <laughs> no, it. No, 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 I no. didn't want to go that far with it, but, you yeah. know. <laughs> hey, uh, Troy, we're running out of time here. Do you have any uh, final questions? Yeah. Have you talked to anyone who's used this? And if so, what, what do they say about it? Do they like it? Do they find it's fairly convenient? Any any personal feedback you've gotten from any participants? Yeah. So the... Um, the feedback from some other people who've participated at other sites has been uh, extremely favorable and people um, have been very satisfied. The gel is easy to use. It's easy to apply. The desired results are, are delivered and um, the, actually the, the decrease in, in sperm counts is occurring a little bit faster than anticipated, which is great, um, but still takes two to three months. Uh, and the efficacy, initial efficacy signal has been really good. So people have, um, you know, the, the participants uh, have really done a great job and, um, and uh, have had very few concerns and um, negative aspects of, of feedback uh, thus far, which is great. Cool. We'll put the link to your survey site on our website. Thank you very much, Dr. Turok, and thanks for caring about men's health. 